0: The Cardinals are looking to fill some holes this offseason. Catcher, shortstop, starting pitching, perhaps maybe a left handed bet. You've heard who I think the team should target. How about we get someone on the outside looking in to give us a little more perspective? It's going to be a crossover episode today with the one and only Sully from Locked On MLB on today's episode of Locked On Cardinals.
1: You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hey there Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Hafford. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals and Locked on MLB your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, on youtube be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us hit that notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted this is a show serving cardinal nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat so the offseason is off and running we've uh, had a couple of deals made here nothing major has really happened just yet specifically with the cardinals they haven't really done much at all we're waiting for the uh The big bomb to drop is is at least that's what we're hoping for as Cardinals fans. We want to see a major move happen. We want to see something go down at catcher or shortstop starting pitching. Maybe that left-handed bat they've been talking about, a veteran left-handed bat. that could hit righties better. Things like that are on the Cardinals shopping list this offseason. And we've talked a lot about of the uh, uh, the big names that are, are at each of those positions that perhaps could end up in a Cardinal uniform next year. But... I would like to talk to somebody, at least I thought it'd be a good idea to bring somebody in who is not exactly with the Cardinals, isn't always thinking Cardinals, but is a man of baseball altogether. Somebody who could give us a little perspective, like I said, from the outside looking in on what the Cardinals need to be doing this offseason. And I couldn't think of a better person to bring on for this episode than our own Paul Francis Sullivan. We call him Sully from Lockdown MLB. Sully, how are we feeling here today, brother?
1: I'm doing great, but your lower third's much bigger than mine. Okay, good. Get that out of there. You're, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was having lower third envy there. By the way, everyone listening to on my feed, on the Lockdown On MLB feed, this is kind of fun that I'm the guest today. I've been hosting a bunch of these, and it's fun to be have the pressure off me a little bit and sit in the guest chair. So uh, this is also being uh, – this is a crossover. This is going to be on both – the on mlb and locked on cardinals feed um those of you who don't know me i am an emmy nominated television producer who has been podcasting for the last more than 10 years and i've done uh, a couple thousand episodes just today <laughs> but uh, yeah i love my i love my baseball uh i i've never been to st louis um i've been to many of the great baseball stadiums for whatever reason I just haven't made it to St. Louis yet. Um, I'm dying to go there because it's a, uh, it's obviously it's a great baseball city. Uh, I've been to Kansas City, but that's not St. Louis. Uh, for no, those be wondering, close. it's not. It's close. <laughs> it's, it was in Missouri. Yeah, why isn't yeah. it? Why isn't it Missouri City than Kansas City on the other side? Why is there Kansas City, I, I Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri? Major I don't know. Eye.
0: That's one of life's major mysteries. We we have no idea. We have a uh, St. Louis and an East St. Louis. In St. Louis, the East St. Louis is over in Illinois.
1: Well, I get that, you know. <laughs> West New York is in New Jersey. You yeah. know, I mean, I understand that. But I mean, come on, let's let's get down to it. Um, before we go on about the future, I just wanted to say, uh, at one point, I picked at, at, during August. I said the Cardinals are going to win the World Series, nah. and the reason I said that was I thought they obviously they had the two best players or the you know, players having the two best seasons. I got to rephrase things carefully in the National League with Aaron Otto and Goldschmidt. Uh, The trade they made with Quintana and Montgomery were both terrific Uh, and I thought this is a deep team. I thought this was a team that was poised to make a long run and if you had told me that a team that had to play in the wild series that was not a 100 win team going to win the National League pennant, I was going to say well Obviously, it's not going to be the Phillies or the Padres. It's obviously mm-hmm. going to be the St. Louis Cardinals, and they were up two bagel on on Philly in the opening day uh, of the, the wild card series. I really just sat back and thought, "Well, this is it. They're going to." I I I stood by my prediction, and yeah. here we go. I mean that that you talk about like when you look back at a at a postseason, there are these little moments where universe could have happened if one thing went this way or the other. Cardinals hold on to that game one lead in the ninth inning instead of coughing up six runs. I'm convinced they win one of the next two games. I'm also convinced that they beat uh, Atlanta. And whether, and if they want to play uh, San Diego, then, uh, you know, I think, you know, do I think they would have beaten Houston? I don't know. But you know this year the playoffs showed that anything was possible but i'm yeah. absolutely gobsmacked that it was two and out for this really good team
0: yeah yeah it was uh it was a team too that uh kind of limped into the playoffs which had a lot of us concerned at least offensively is where they were kind of struggling the Phillies. The
1: yeah the that's club. that's true
0: yeah it's true um Goldie and Arenado, who basically ran the show. I mean, you had Albert doing his thing in the second half, but for as far as the whole season, uh, it was Goldie and Arenado, the Goldenado show as we called it, and uh both of them struggled mightily down the stretch, and then they just couldn't get it right in a, you know, and it's a two-game series, it was what it ends up being. Um, yeah. so not a lot of time to to fix whatever was broken. Go, that was going on with them at the plate. But at the same time, yeah, like you're, you're 2 nothing, and you've got one of the best closers in baseball coming on and just poof, and it was gone just like that. And um, yeah, I was floored. I, c- I couldn't believe what I was watching.
1: And there was a furtive that was happening there. Again, I'm not a Cardinals fan. I'm a fan of baseball. And, I, you know, the idea of the three guys who were from the 2016. team Melina Pujols, and Wainwright I can't say 2011 because Wainwright was hurt that year, but the mm-hmm. but like the band getting back together for one last hurrah, yeah, that was that was a really fun storyline and I was looking forward to seeing that you know go through. It's so funny when you look at I mean 2000, with only one or two years in there, the Cardinals have been in the playoffs almost every year. I mean, ending or right down the direction the, they're, they're they're down. The downtime in St. Louis has been, I mean, whether it's being a wild card situation like they were last year or winning the division uh, as they did this year. And you look at these teams and probably the two worst teams were the ones that won the world series. So you think 06 and 11 (laughs) were years where Cardinal fans were the happiest, but, 05 was a great team. 09 was an incredibly fun team. Uh, the, the year in uh, 2015, the team was tremendous. And no one's going to remember those like, obscure footnote seasons because they clamor for the 06 team, of which Anthony Reyes started game one of the World Series. It's so funny that the teams <laughs> that get loved for posterity are not always was the best teams, and I think no. this year was a great example. Obviously, you saw hundred, you saw three hundred win teams in the National League, and none of them got to the League Championship Series. So obviously, you had three wonderful teams that you know, you know, got their the knees taken out from under them. But you know, this was a team. You know, this was a team that I think had they made a long playoff run, would be remembered and really beloved team because it was saying goodbye to Yachty. But it was also, you weren't expecting this kind of reunion from Pujols. You thought it was going to be him showing up. Okay. It's kind of as a shell of his former self. But, you know, it's kind of like Willie Mays's final years with them. Like, okay. There you go. But, you know, to see a hundredth home run hit. yeah, And then just having like an Albert Bell giving Fernando Vino a forearm shiver. Uh, you know, <laughs> this was uh, that was the 1990 Indians reference, and they were called the Indians then.
0: Yes, they were. And Vina uh, was not a car- cardinal; that he was a brewer,
1: if I no, remember it was with, well, the brewers were in the American League oh. back then. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's funny. Uh, this would have been if this team, uh even you know, the pennant. You know, this would have been one of those teams that people love and remember. It's so funny. Which, which of the teams that? become the ones that get embraced or which are the ones that will fall to, uh, you know, fall to obscurity. Yeah,
0: uh, it was, uh, it, it felt like it was almost a, a meant to be. Everybody thought the fairy tale ending was going to happen, that they would at least make a, a decent run in the playoffs and then to have the rug pulled out from under them and just out in two was uh, was shocking. Uh, and it took a couple days for myself to get over. And I, I think a lot of Cardinal fans felt the same way. We were like, wait a minute we're not going to see number four, number five out there ever again. Like it's over. Like that was it. And then they're gone. And um, it, it was sad to see them go out that way. But as you mentioned, a lot of great memories, not only throughout the entire careers for both of them, but even this past season, you know, Yachty wasn't, so much but he got to set the record with Wainwright you know he set the put out yeah. record for himself at catcher so there were great moments for Yachty even though he had a down year on the offensive side but the second half where Albert will be talked about for for decades with oh, Cardinals at, fans it, because that was it is incredible. a surefire
1: it is a surefire bet that these will the you Cardinal fans are going to just cherish being able to say goodbye to Albert correctly yeah is something you're all going to cherish. And by the way, if you're going to make any bets, where should you go? I think you should go to betonline.net. That's a good idea, Scott. Yeah. If only we had a banner (laughs) to put up right now. Um, Oh, look at the skills. (laughs) Oh, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info. Easy for you to say. Stats, news, and analysis. JD, I'm a little tongue-tied. This is your podcast. Why don't you tell us about (laughs) BetOnline? Well, BetOnline.net
0: is where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and eSports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Now, last night, Sully, I talked about how the Eagles, being an 11-point favorite, didn't seem like such a bad bet because they had dominated the commanders in their first meeting together and then what happens of course the commanders go out and win and them their first defeat of the season i don't know how many people saw that coming but yeah you should i should have known better because it, it was a division game and things are crazy right now in the nfc east so Uh, The Commanders come out on top. So hopefully if you were smart, you put your money on the Commanders with that monster spread and made some money. Got a fresh slate of NFL games that are set to go again this week. We'll begin on Thursday night with my Green Bay Packers, Sully, hosting the Tennessee Titans. The Packers coming off the shocking win over the Cowboys. Nobody thought it could happen, including myself. I had no idea that that was going to come, and uh, it ended up happening. So now the Packers are actually three-point favorites over the Titans in Green Bay for Thursday night football. So if you're interested in putting a bet on that game or any of the other sports, head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Sully, we got to fix some holes that are on this uh, this Cardinals roster right now. As of right now, of this recording, they haven't made any moves except for trading for a minor league infielder. <laughs> That's all they've done so far. But uh, they've been in discussions with a lot of rumors that have been swirling around on the uh, MLB pages and on the podcasts and on talk shows. So I want to start with the catching position, because that seems to be their number one target right now is catcher. Uh, There's free agents and then there's trades. And there's two guys from each side that I want to bring up to you and get your thoughts on there. First, we'll start with the free agents who will only cost you money. Okay. Wilson Contreras, formerly of the Cubs, who doesn't appear to sign. I don't know if he's uh, said no to the qualifying offer yet. I didn't notice that or not, but we don't think he will. And then uh, Christian Vasquez, who was just the uh, catcher for the world champion Astros. Both of them are free agents. And what are your thoughts on Wilson Contreras if he commands what we think he's going to get is close to $20 million a season? How do you feel about Wilson Contreras as a fit in St. Louis?
1: I think he's gonna be a fine fit. I think there's a better fit elsewhere that will cost you prospects. Okay. But uh, you know, Vasquez and Contreras the postseason experience both have been on the big stage. You wanna have someone who is a uh you know, this is a win now team. This Cardinal right. team, this is not a, they're not in the middle middle of rebuild. Uh and but it's been since 2013. It's about to be the tenth anniversary of their last pennant. Which you know, for a lot of teams, that's boo-hoo time. But for the Cardinals, who have been to the League Championship Series since they're the League Championship Series in uh, uh, twenty fourteen when they lost to San Francisco, twenty nineteen when they lost to the Washington Nationals, you know they they couldn't make it out of the Wild Card game last year against LA, nor the series against. Uh, uh, San Diego that, you know, they haven't advanced since being swept by the uh, by the Washington Nationals in the NLCS Mm -hmm. for in 2019. So this is an elite franchise, a franchise whose fan base expects to be a real pennant contender. I got to move forward a little bit. This is a different seat that I normally sit on. I'm not in my traditional. Additional seat. Not that you need me to pull back the curtain that much, but you're wondering. (laughs) My foot is sound asleep. Um, This is a win now team, and so uh, Contreras or Vasquez are win now solutions at catcher. Uh, And then, and when you start saying how much will and how much will the this affect the team if it's a longer term deal. You can't think like that right now. This team has over this hill. This team has to make it to the next level, and I'm preaching this like crazy in Locked On MLB. My listeners will probably be tired of me saying this. If we learned something this year, we found out that signing good players is a good strategy to win. Even wait, hold on, hold on.
0: Let let me write that down. Hold on, sign. Well, you would.
1: I mean, you would think. (laughs) You would think that that would be an obvious thing, but. You see all these, well, we're going to try it the raise style, i.e. to be cheap. And then you saw what um, San Diego and Philadelphia are meeting the NLCS just a couple mm-hmm. of years after saying, "Um, is nobody going to sign these generational talents? All right, maybe we yeah. should do it. And so, you know, the Cardinals, the Cardinals are going to be in a situation where, you know, we're not sure what the Mets are going to be next year. The Mets put all the chips in the center of the table for this season. And they won 100, they won 100 games, but they couldn't get past the Padres. This is a this is a Cardinal team that sacrificed a ton of the future to bring in Aaron Otto, to bring in Goldschmidt, to bring in the players who will be the foundation of the next pennant winner. But they still haven't had a pennant winner since uh, Michael Walker was a rookie. So uh, you know, it it they need to pull the trigger on a couple of things there. The player who I think would be the best fit there, uh, you know, long-term and short-term is Sean Murphy. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of – who's the Oakland A. They're fine catcher who's 27 years old, i.e. ancient in Oakland. And he is a, a, a fine hitter, a very good catcher, young enough that if you're saying, all right, we're going to sacrifice some young players – it's worth it to bring someone like him because you know you're going to get more than one year out of him. Uh, yeah. He is, and he's going to get a lot of attention from a lot of different teams. But that doesn't mean the Cardinals shouldn't be front and center. And we've seen how aggressive that they can be. I mean, they have the top two uh, NL MVP candidates who were imported from Colorado and Arizona. You know, they could yeah. be aggressive. And now's the time to be aggressive again. I don't think Murphy's an MVP candidate, but he's a potential uh, uh, perennial All Star. And you know mm-hmm. the A's are gonna, uh, you know, trade him because he asked for more than five dollars and seventy five cents an hour. <laughs> so we uh, we
0: talked you know, to uh,
1: he's, he's <laughs> the he's the player who I would focus. He, he solves a lot of issues on the team and would be a long term a good long term solution. I think better long term solution than Contreras or Vasquez. Neither of them yeah, are, I think, it, are bad choices, but Murphy, I think, should be um, the the top.
0: Now, the the question that we have about Sean Murphy, because nobody disputes that he, he would be a good fit. He seems like a cardinal type of player. Not a lot mm-hmm. of flash. Does his job. Does it very well. Uh, is what would it take to get him out of Oakland? And we were talking with uh, Berkey over at uh, Locked on A's. And he thinks that, you know, because there's, like you mentioned, there's going to be some competition of people trying to pull him out of Oakland, that it might take somebody like the Cardinals' top shortstop prospect and their number two overall prospect in their system, uh, a Mason Wynn type of player, to to get him to, you know, ha- to make that as the top offer to get his services. Is anything like that? Yeah, is anything like that seem like that's too much to give away? Because some Cardinals no. fans will, th- no. will say – well, he's too good of a prospect to give up and I say no as oh, well. Oh, really?
1: Okay. I'm talking to Matt LaPorta, uh the the big prospect <laughs> in the DC D. There's I remember all that. be prospects. We had. we heard about Juan Soto. It was worth getting this. Juan Soto was worth any prospect because he was first of all the same age as the prospects you were trading away, um right. and is a better player. Uh this is a guy in his mid 20s or a late 20s. This is not a 35 year old, you know, with his knees being replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can, you're going to have to give up something to get him. But the, what's the name of the, the shortstop prospect?
0: Uh, Mason Wynn. And by the way, yeah. Mason Wynn hasn't made it past
1: double A yet, Had a yeah. good season. What are we He's even we likely talking headed about? to
0: triple A. I know. Yeah, that's are how we I put about. it, too.
1: <laughs> I mean, yes, people will look to Jeremy Pena and say, Oh well, you know the the Astros lost Correa, but they had Pena, who had the the fine season and mm. uh, became the World Series MVP. Should have been for Amber Valdez, but but the uh, uh, you know had an unbelievable postseason. Fine, right. that's the outlier. Most time prospects that people cling to like a koala are don't turn into the great superstars that you're thinking of. And this is a win right. now team, right? And by the right. way, absolutely. By the way, guess the agent again, Carlos Correa, Mm -hmm. who I think would fit in great in St. Louis.
0: And I do want to talk about that. Yeah, I want to talk about that because that's the thing.
1: Correa's floating out.
0: Because they got a a guy by the name of Tommy Edmond, who's uh, pretty darn good himself. Gold Glover at Mm -hmm. second base, moved over to shortstop because of the lack of production they got out of Paul DeYoung this year. Probably would have won the gold glove at short step had he played enough games there, but because he had split, uh, Swanson ends up taking it and Edmund has to go uh, into the finalist for the utility role, which he didn't win and lost to Brendan Donovan of the Cardinals who won the gold glove there who will probably be your starting second baseman if they don't make a move at shortstop, and that's the the position I want to go to next year, Sully, is uh, the shortstop position. Before we get to it, we want to thank you guys for making Locked on Cardinals and Locked on MLB your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights. Only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, So you brought up Carlos Correa, one of four major free agents at the shortstop position. You've got him. Mm -hmm. You've got Xander Bogarts, who opted out from Boston. Gansby Swanson, who was just with the Braves. And then Trey Turner, who is uh, a free agent coming from the Dodgers. Uh, Carlos Correa, you think out of those four, that he would be the best fit for the Cardinals if they were to go after one of these free agents?
1: Yeah, I do. I think he's the best overall talent. I think he brings the most to it. I also think Trey Turner is going to the Phillies, uh, so I, I, I think I think he's a great fit with Philadelphia. Um, the native New Englander in me is grinding my teeth, but I think Xander Bogarts <laughs> is heading to Los Angeles um, yeah. to replace Trey Turner. Um, I think Baltimore is going to be making a run at one of these. I think I I actually think C. Swanson is going to go back to Atlanta. I think he's the best fit in Atlanta. He's from Atlanta and not that that really matters, but I think that I think all parties will agree that that's the best fit for him. Uh, Correa, obviously he had this, the the weird year he had with Minnesota um, and we know he's not going to go back to Houston. I don't think he's going to go to LA. He could go to the Yankees, but the Yankees are going to be so um, involved in the Aaron judge situation that it may take them out of it. I think Correa, Is a fantastic fit, Cardinals. And just you mentioned Edmund and, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Donovan. Donovan, thank you. Um, uh, to having the the intense depth with the corners that they have, add Correa, then you'll just have amazing depth around that infield. And before anyone says, where are they all going to play? Just wait, someone's going to get hurt.
0: Or yeah, someone they always, rest. Do. <laughs> they always do,
1: and whenever here, well, there's, there's not enough room for them. There, there, there will be enough room. Just you find wait. room for
0: good players.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also there's, there's always an injury. There's always, yeah. a, uh, there's always a need. But I just think to have Correa, Goldschmidt, and Arenado be the the foundation of your infield. You have an opportunity to do that. You do it, mm-hmm. and. If they trade like you know look at I I do I I I predicted he was going to go to Baltimore. Baltimore wants to spend money. Baltimore wants to take the bad taste out of the mouth where people were disappointed that they traded away players at the trade deadline when they're only a few games out of a wild card spot. Right. Baltimore is a sleeping giant of a fan base and is just waiting to explode and having a player like Correa show up right around the time that they're selling season tickets would be go a long way but if I were the Cardinals don't sleep on this don't have a yet another this is what why I brought up Hopper and I brought up Machado you have an elite player who was floating around available after spring mm-hmm. training started and you know, want to take it a one year deal with the Twins um you sign players like that yeah, and you could have three potential MVP candidates in your infield, of which none of them will be homegrown. Right. Yet no one will ever say that all oh, those Cardinals they steal all these players, but um, <laughs> they'll say that about the Yankees. Well, the Yankees have made a grand total of one major free agent signing in the last you know seven or eight years. But I digress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I you know Murphy and Correa heading to this Cardinal team. I think would be uh, – that's that would be my wish list if I were a Cardinal fan.
0: Yeah. And Correa, in case people are wondering and don't pay enough attention to him since he's been over in the AL, uh, was a Rookie of the Year winner, won a World Series, two-time All-Star. He's a gold glove and platinum glove winner, so we know he can uh, flash the leather. He's got a cannon for an arm at shortstop. You could essentially, if that was the direction the Cardinals decided to go in, you would have five-time gold, gold glover and Goldschmidt at first, You got the 10-time guy in Arenado sitting over there at third base, six-time platinum award winner. Then you'd have Correa with his power, offense, and defense combination at shortstop. And then you got Tommy Edmund, who just won the gold glove the previous year at second base. And you go back to where he's the most comfortable at. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Now all you got to have is uh, the front office to actually pay for it.
1: Well, should. is really the issue.
0: So should, that's a, it, that that that's something that uh, you know it, it makes a lot of sense, and yet we we for years and years and uh, the Cardinals just don't seem to go out. They make trades for big guys, like you mentioned Goldie and Nolan, but they they don't really make a splash in free agency very often. But they talked about having the payroll go up this year. That that they mentioned that in their GM meeting, they're like payroll's going up because all of you guys showed out this year and came out three point three million best uh, home attendance behind the Dodgers so you deserve it we're gonna we're gonna bump it up but they've never said how much it's gonna go up yet and Correa is not gonna be cheap obviously
1: he's not gonna be cheap but what could come about from it is you know why are we doing this you mean we want to win yeah this will be the 10th anniversary of the last time the Cardinals played the World Series yeah and put it in that way a decade Mm -hmm. and um Cardinal fans are devoted Cardinals fans are great fans, and it's a great organization that always puts a winner. You know, yo, actually, they had a losing record. Shut up. (laughs) They almost always, since the turn of the century, they've almost always had a team. I mean, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2009, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. Consistent. 20 uh wait were they in 2018? No, they weren't in 2018, but they were in 2019. No. They got to the LCS in 2019, 2020, mm-hmm. covid, 2021, last year, the wildcard game in this year. So, that's a lot of playoff appearances. So now they got to ratchet up a little. They need a new 2006 or 2011. Wait, wait no, wait, Yeah, okay. Yeah, this was the <laughs> this was the uh 11 anniversary of their last deal and they won the pennant in 2013 they lost to
0: boston but i think we're on the same page here where it's time to 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 put your chips in and let's go you've got the funds yeah you can do this you can sign one of these guys you have the capability it's not like st louis
1: is a tough sell so yeah and you have you have the top two mvps as as of this recording they haven't named which cardinal is going to win but like you didn't make those deals with Colorado and Arizona, because you were hoping to get content for a wild card spot, you made those right. deals because you wanted the next big Cardinal championship to happen. So let's yeah. go. You need a hole at mm-hmm. shortstop. Guess what? There what four or five potential stars that all you have <laughs> yeah. to do is give them some of that money. And yeah. guess what? Yeah, they don't make the big splash with the free agents, but they they didn't acquire Arenado and then let him walk after a year, they acquired him with right. a gigantic contract attached that he signed when he was in Denver. They yeah. s- traded for Goldschmidt and have a gigantic contract extension with him. So what's the difference? They have yeah. some no, money. No. That's
0: true. That's true. That's true. It's a it's, uh, free agent market is where they, they normally just kind of, eh, they kind of settle for second, third, fourth type of thing. But that's why we're hoping this year is the year that they'll finally make that that moment where they're like, okay, you know what? We're going all in, and we're going to go take down, uh, get Sean Murphy for a few prospects, and then maybe one of these shortstops. Another direction they can go, Sully, I want to throw these in here real quick before we wrap up, is the starting rotation. They got a lot of good, like, number twos and number threes that fill out the, the top five. They haven't had a, a real ace since, like, the Wainwright Prime and the Chris Carpenter days. That's really been the last time they had like a true ace. Couple of guys that are available this year, not really at that level, but a Carlos Rodon or a Chris Bassett, Jamison Taillon. Those are some names that have been kicked around. Maybe even bringing Jose Quintana back and uh, dealing one of these other starting pitchers that you got. Uh, are any of those names? Do they do they fit what you think would work for the Cardinals?
1: I mean, they they'd all be fine. Um. Uh, I mean, I don't look. I don't look at any. I mean, bring back Quintana, he he gave him a nice year. Um, uh, Rodon, he he, I'd be a nice fit. Tyon makes me nervous. He's mm-hmm. he he pitched well for New York this year, but he's he's such an injury risk. Uh, I would I would be nervous to sign him to any long term deal. I mean, I have up here MLB.com's uh, top prospects for them. Mason Wynn, twenty years old, he's his shortstop. Jordan Walker, um, their top pitching prospect is uh, Gordon uh, Grisafeo, who pitched mm-hmm. in Double A Springfield. Um, he's probably not going to be ready until next year, maybe the year after. Um, right, but I would, you know, I, I would, I would, I would hoard my pitching prospects. Uh, if I were them, I mean let's go. I mean, if you look at some of the top free agents who are, you know, starting pitchers, I mean Kershaw's not going anywhere. DeGrom's gonna go to Texas. Um, you know, Bassett and um you know, I mean, do you take a flyer in Kluber? Uh I mean there's there's the biggest ace potentially available is Carlos Rodon. Right. I'd take a stab at him. Um it would not stun to see if like if the Mets lost Degrom, it wouldn't stun me if they turned around and, and try to, you know, sign Rodon to sort of. Uh, sure. First of all, it's the same. His name sounds similar, and uh, which you need to have, but you know that would be a gigantic hole you'd have to fill. I mean, that'd be a gut punch for Mets fans who just love Jacob Degrom. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, there's no there's no big time ace in the middle there. But how many big time aces are there left? I mean, we don't grow aces anymore. I mean, it's for monetary it's it's for money reasons that you don't let anyone go past the fifth or sixth inning, because Mm -hmm. they see how expensive it is to sign a big name. You know, you know, Scherzer and Verlander are still commanding twenty million dollars a year. And when was the last time a Verlander or or Scherzer has been developed? I mean, Alcantara of the. Marlins is like the exception rather than the rule. Why can't the Cardinals get pitchers like Sandy Alcantara? <laughs> I don't those know. Of you man. don't if get they- that joke. <laughs> Sandy Alcantara was a uh, farmhand for the Cardinals, and I think actually played a mm-hmm. little bit, had a he couple did. of coffee with the Cardinals, and now he's going to yeah. inevitably win the Cy uh, Young. Yeah, you know? yeah. We, if they could find, him. <laughs> if you could, if you could pick up, like someone like a Sandy Alcantara and maybe a Randy Rosarena, those types of players. <laughs> Just, you know, the Cardinals, work. they just can't find players like that.
0: Uh, maybe toss in a, a Zach Gallen. You know, he, yeah. he was also uh, a guy that they could have used. right? Was he no? in the
1: Goldschmidt trade, though?
0: No, he was actually not a part of that one. He was okay. also a part of the Alcantara deal. Like, he went that way, and
1: then they shipped him out oh, well, after that. Cool. Like to be Superman <laughs> and spin the world back and redo that one, but to be fair, the Cardinals yes. have made a lot of great trades, a lot of great trades over yeah. the last few years. So that's normally achieve. what I tell
0: people. I was like, they've won more than they've lost. Okay, yeah. they so lost you, a can't, you can't
1: just focus on the negative there. So. Yeah,
0: but they've got a Goldie and a Arenado at the corners right now, and they really dominated those trades. And uh, that was another reason why I thought the Sean Murphy thing with the A's would be. Uh, uh, a likely scenario because they they've had a relationship with Oakland over the years of making deals and the Cardinals have won these deals. I mean, getting Matt holiday out of Oakland, getting Mark McGuire out of Oakland, those things have worked out. Mark Mulder, even though he got hurt, uh, They did pretty well in that trade. Uh, They lost Dan Heron, but it wasn't nothing major. If Mulder hadn't gotten injured, you had an ace right there in in your Mm -hmm. rotation. So um, I don't know. Well, we're excited and we're hoping for big things, but let's put it on paper right now. Sully's way to improve and put the Cardinals in the elite level with these other teams would be to trade for Sean Murphy and sign Carlos Correa. Those are those are your moves
1: and and i i would take a flyer on you know to see if Rodon would come over uh you know Bassett i mean i, I mean a bunch of guys whether it's Bassett or Shamanaya, you know, take a flyer on them you know mm-hmm. but don't expect them to suddenly you know to to be Chris Carpenter in their prime you know right. so just but maybe i mean that's been kind of the, the name of the game is to get a bunch of pitchers who can go five or six innings and, you know, cross your fingers. I hope someday this is mm-hmm. old man Sully here. I just like pitchers going deeper in the games because it puts their thumbprint on the game, for their personality. I made a suggestion on my podcast, which is called Lockdown MLB, which is available wherever you get your podcasts, that uh, if you're going to have our star pitchers only going five innings, have it be the final five instead of starting their headlining. And it sort of puts the pressure on the team to sort of get your runs in because DeGrom's going to come in in the fourth. (laughs) DeGrom's got five in him today. You guys are in trouble. That would be the last pull of Madison Bumgarner in Game 7 of the World Series or Pedro Martinez in Game 5 of the Division Series in 1999 where they came in and finished the final five or six innings. Give that a shot. Yeah, I got I mean, a million, got a million ideas good. and three of them are good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, f- Sully, looking to flip the script on how the entire pitching rotation goes, where you start with relievers and you end with starters. Does yeah, that make not? sense? Something like that. Ah, well, hey, you don't know. You, can't, you don't know until you try. Right, Sully? You don't know. You don't know. Could work. It could work. All right, man. Well, this has worked. I appreciate you uh, coming by here tonight and uh, giving us your your insight on uh, what the Cardinals should do. And it's hard to disagree with anything you said, to be honest. I, you know, Normally, I try to poke little holes in things, but the Sean Murphy thing, I think a lot of us are on board for. Uh, mm-hmm. It took a little time for me to get to that, but the more I thought about it was the more like what you said, where this is a win now time. And if you have to give up a, a double-A shortstop and a couple other minor leaguers to go get Your catcher who could be your catch for the next five to seven years and be really, really good at it, you know, why wouldn't you do that? That makes perfect sense.
1: To think about it, you trade some of those young players to Oakland. By the time they're developed, you can trade for them because the A's are going to try to dump their salary. (laughs) You, you can get them back. It'll be great. (laughs) All my friends in Oakland, my many, many friends in Oakland are going to be (laughs) mad at me for that, but you know that's what it's about. So, hey, it's the truth. All right, but hey, JD, thanks for having me aboard. I really appreciate this.
0: Not a not a problem at all, my friend. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals and Locked On MLB your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast: the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at lo underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Obviously, you've got Sully right there at Sully Baseball. What, what's the uh, Locked On MLB Twitter? What's that? Uh, what's that one?
1: we're locked on MLB pods on both Twitter and on Instagram and I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter Sully Baseball podcast on Instagram.
0: There you go. You guys are the best fans of baseball for a reason. We'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.